and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm Dan Kovacevic coming to you from Atlanta. Ramon's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And Moan, yeah. Steelers 19, Falcons 16. <laughs> A pretty nice little W for the club out here behind me. It was. And I, you know what? I stand corrected. And I had us losing 24-17 under 20 points. But guess what? They get a dub. So, hey, everybody wins at the end of the day. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to be getting to the to the good stuff because yeah. there was good stuff to be had here. But Moan, there's an elephant in the room that you're choosing to raise with the opening segment, is there not? I am, man, because I honestly don't know how to take it as visible as it is, man. I I simply don't, and that is. Delegation of who gets the most footballs and targets. Uh, it's too, it's bothersome a little bit. I don't know if it's going to rear his ugly head. I understand the passion of George Pickens. I understand why Deontay a, a week ago asked for the ball more, but I can also understand why Kenny Pickett said, I'm going to Pat Frymuth six times, or what was it, five times uh, more than anybody else. So, I, I get it. Well, he went to him and he caught the ball more. He actually went to Deontay eleven targets. Yeah, yeah. That's the, so, the big the big separation here is Deontay with eleven targets, Pickens ooh. with two. Also, also Pickens sliding into the slot. That was another thing that happened here. And you know, Pickens was wasn't around in the locker room. Deontay was, and, and this there's just <laughs> there's not much to say. I mean, you watch Deontay making drops. You watch him with the – I thought that should have stayed a fumble. Yeah. But, uh, and I, it's just – there's no debate here, Moan. What are we even talking about? I know, but, but it know? shouldn't it, – it, on a win, it shouldn't be like that. In a tight game, it can't be that way. You see what I'm saying, though, as far as um, the conversation we had earlier this week when I said this is a young ball of clay with this team in general. <laughs> I see Cam go over and speak to young young George. You know what I'm saying? But in a sense, I say to myself, I'm like, there needs to be more of that conversation. There needs to be understanding on, on the offensive side of the ball that kind of says, hey, look, man, as long as we get a dub, everybody eat your time to grow this seed that you have that needs to be a flower. And everybody in Steeler Nation saying, George, you're the guy. I think we've come out on this and said, George, listen, you're, you're numero uno, right? We've said, I know I have. But, but there's still no. But he t- wasn't. I, I know. I don't know, but I, I can't let this one go. Like I understand the conduct, the leadership thing, and everything else. The problem, Moan, is yeah. he's right. He you is know he's right. right. I do know, but this is also the other part that we spoke about too when it came down to Chase Claypool getting out of the building. It was too congested, and we see that now, don't it's- we? But no, it no. was. Now it's not. Not in the calendar year 2022 are we going to disagree with anything more. Here's why. Here's All right, go why. ahead. Let me hear okay. it. Right now, the Steelers' room of wide receivers consists of George Pickens, who's too yes. inexperienced to be a star, and a bunch of guys who aren't anything of the kind. So to say that the room is excessively crowded, I will no. respectfully no, no. but robustly I said disagree. Was. It was congested okay. with Chase. Now I'm <laughs> let me say this. There is a tug at the quarterback position to satisfy me. Okay. 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 And it, okay. And George got satisfied about two weeks ago. And what did Deontay do? 
Deontay said, I need the ball more. This is what happens. This is no, no, no. Listen, let's see where I'm going. This is why quarterbacks become agitators, become screw you. I'm going to do my thing. Become look, I, I, I got my guy and everybody else shut up because all to me, it says is, is, is Kenny Pickett is trying to satisfy these guys. And to me, I think it's a detriment to this offense. I, I don't even know what to say about that because I, I don't look at this offense and think to myself, okay, that Kenny is responsible for Pickens being targeted only twice when they moved Pickens out of position a lot of the time. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, it's so dumb. It defies logic. It, it is dumb. And, and then it's you see the picking ability behind George, and I get the frustration, right? Yeah. But, the other aspect of me is just like, keep it simple. Like why? And, and and the only reason I'm bringing it up because I know the ego, I know the 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 the, the pride stroke of wide receivers, and I'm like, if this doesn't get handled really really fast, I see it bubbling into more. I won't say they'll ruin Kenny by hey pulling. No, they're not messing with him. This I will say this. I would love, and I know Seven does communicate with Kenny Pickett, Ben having a real pro-to-pro conversation. Hey, look, you have the ball in your hand. They're going to be happy when you throw it to them, and they're going to hate you when, when, when you don't. Go with what you're comfortable with. And I don't know if he's comfortable enough to actually do that just yet because he is a rookie. He is, but you know what he's made of. And I you know, know what, what he's I, made of. I'm not discounting that. Yeah. And I understand that there wouldn't be anybody better than Ben to talk to him, but I why? also understand and why, BK? because why? he why? had to deal with the new money, the old money, the fast money, all the money that was flying around him. Come okay. That, yeah. I, you know, I was in yeah, there, exactly. bro. Okay. I get <laughs> exactly. it. But I also feel like, uh, and I, and I say this, not comparing Ben to anyone else in this, in this current locker room, but you know, Mitch Trubisky's an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. of, of five plus years as a starter. Yeah. He's had to deal with different guys as well. Mason Rudolph's had to deal with it over time. Yes, he did. Okay, so I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that to put them at his level, but they're sitting right there with him. Okay, and they also, by the way, Mitch. Let's remember, Mitch Trubisky okay. is still the offensive captain. Yeah, but but nobody's had. I guess Mitch did have the keys given to him like this. Sure, he did. But I I just don't know if Chicago. And no, the way no, that no, team was built was the pressure of what Pittsburgh is. I'm not so worried I, about the quarterback, Moan. I'm worried I'm, about I'm, this I'm, coordinator. This coordinator is the problem. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's the tale of two halves and just what the <laughs> heck are we actually doing? Yes, that still is an issue, too. I will not push back on that anymore. I, I, we're at a point to where we just say – we're waiting our time, and we know what's going to happen. Like there's a he's walking through the, the through still a nation. There's shame, um, shame, <laughs> shame. That's what we are. The gauntlet. And, 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 yeah, the gauntlet's on his way. But the other side of that is, if that is a him issue, meaning Matt Canada, by not being able to say, "Hey, this is your show," because I hate seeing these wide receivers be like that. If I can just be honest with you, it just don't look good to me, DK. It, it, I know because you're still in your team leadership mode. I, 
See, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the the mode of lifetime mode of of critiquing stuff for better or worse. You are, and to me, if you are a National Football League offensive coordinator and you can't find a way to integrate George Pickens into your offense, and that's what happened back here, that's on the coordinator. Moan, let's 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 talk let's we'll keep it going let's yeah. talk about a subject you're going to absolutely love when we come back let's do it moan remember last week in indianapolis when i was telling you about uh Kevin Dotson and these offensive line guys sitting yeah. in the room going, I didn't give up a sack next time. Next time gonna, I didn't give up one either. Yeah. And whatever yeah. else. Well, there's there's progress that's been made. It is. And then and then there's a game like this. Uh say what you want about the Falcons. They aren't pretty. They've lost four yeah. out of five. But they're five and seven, and they've had mostly, you know, they've had, they've been in most of their games, and their defense yeah. isn't like some kind of catastrophe or whatever, especially not the run defense. Yeah. The Steelers ran the ball. Yeah, they did. Uh, Najee Harris picking up 86 yards with the team overall uh, coming up with a buck 50. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that reflects well on everybody. But your opinion is the one that counts here. Uh, yeah. what what do you what did you see? Uh, moving the line of scrimmage. Uh, honestly, and this is the other point. I know we're always trash Canada, but sticking with the run too is always huge. I saw guys being able to finish blocks downfield, getting to the second level, being able to to really. It seems to me as as if they're they're coming together as a unit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's that part of the season. Uh, again, no sacks on the day. We commend that, right? But also, it's, it's, it's taking that challenge of not getting behind the chains as often. That's really it. More positives than negatives when it comes down to that aspect of being able to run the ball. Downhill as much as you, you need it to be necessary to get this win, DK. And it was just a flow. It was a better flow this time. And, of course, being able to spare Najee at times. Benny Snell been able to do his thing. So glad you brought him up. You know what so I'm saying? Glad you brought him up. Six, been- six carries for 24 yards. Um, that's not Walter Payton, right? But he, you just used the term running downhill. In my conversation with him, what he down, downstairs, he actually used the term himself. I feel like I'm running downhill, and yes. and Benny does. Benny's getting going behind yes. the line of scrimmage and not altering speeds. Yeah, no, okay? and- it's something to see. But see, that's also a, a pat on the back to the OL. Yes, not getting hit at the line of scrimmage. All because truthfully, visually, I'm giving you about what about three inches of space and what you need to operate in the NFL. That's the hole. It's not a wide gaping. Oh, yeah, the ones the commentators point out on TV. That's an uh, anomaly in the sense of just that's schematics. Right. That's somebody it's been pushing. in a bad place. It's pushing Bent, exactly. Yes, Bent, yes. this yes. group pushed yes right? I, I, i'm going to share with you something i said to mason cole downstairs uh they just said something like how good it looked from yeah. overhead it, you know, mm-hmm. we, we see look at look at the look at what's behind me see the view behind you i absolutely. mean that is that is a heck of a way to watch a football that, game that's pretty much film study right there <laughs> right so what i said to mason cole was i said the way you're running because he was giving the, all the credit to the running backs. He said they were running just so hard, and, and you know, and we appreciate that, and we feel that was actually the term that he used mm-hmm. as a line. 
and I said to him, I said, look, when you watch this film, I can promise you what you're going to yeah. see. I, I made this shape with my hands. And I said, it, yeah. it felt like there was a wedge that was being driven to wherever the running back's hole was. I said, it wasn't a parting of the seas. It wasn't yeah. like what you just said, Moan. You said it wasn't, they only show on TV when there's a gigantic hole right. blown out or whatever. It's a complete hole and no one gets touched. This is different. Yeah. They got a push. And those running backs said, you know what? I'm going to take that push. And they yep. did. And they did. And it was impressive. And, and you remember the, the conversation we have, too. We, we talk about a lot of things, and somehow they, they just so happen to happen, okay? What uh, do you know? to throw that out there, okay? What but, do you know? But, but remember, we, we had this conversation about they got to make a, uh, uh, make a decision to just go beat people up. You remember that? I remember this in week one you, as well. You, were, yes. you remember that? And we had it about a couple weeks ago, too. I was like, they got to just go beat people up. You get tired of being those guys on film. Mm -hmm. And we got tired of being those guys on film. I covered a state championship team here in Tennessee this past weekend. I did a broadcast, right? State championship high school football. Okay. And it's funny, the team that won the championship, he, he gave credit to his freaking offensive line. And he admitted, he was like, they were the reason we didn't win last year. And I was like, oh, my God. This kid's in high school, said, they were the reason you didn't win. And I'm thinking to myself, you know when you're the issue on the team, right? Yes. And those guys up front know they have issues offensively. And now at the best way to do, to correct that at that position specifically it's to simply just go fight. And that's what you're getting right now. The line of scrimmage moving, that wedge, that flying V, okay? As the birds fly down south now, okay? The flying V that you see from those Canadian geese, that's what you're starting to see a little bit. And look, a yard or two on the other side of the ball, gaining grass, that's all you absolutely need, man. 154 yards on the ground, on the road, listen, that's a good day. It really is, and they had a good day here. And our, our opening segment notwithstanding, I think we're very much in agreement that overall this was a nice step forward for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for these Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, indeed, which is why like, I took my leadership cap off. You're right, DK. We'll go with the offensive <laughs> I know exactly what you were doing because <laughs> I heard it when you were a player. All you were worried about was maintaining the peace. That and was moaned. A dub. It don't matter what happens when you get a dub. But I know, but that's also, front. in fairness, that's easier for you guys to say as offensive linemen because the only <laughs> stat that anybody tracks with the offensive line is GP. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you don't get paid based on how often somebody's doing something that's completely out of your control, like throwing the ball to you. I'm just, I'm taking yeah, George's yeah. side here. Okay? You're playing devil's advocate here. I get I it, I, and I love it. All right, I'm here for it. I am. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Atlanta version of Hey Mom. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and the only segment that matters. That's brought to you always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink app and mailable pilgrim is crafted for craveability order your favorite item at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it today's hey moan comes from john eustace and he says hey moan i have a question why is the offense struggling 
so much in the second halves of games? Is it coaching? Is it teams catching on to some too simple, oft-repeated tendencies? Is it something else? I really need to know. Uh, great question. It, it could be the latter. Uh, defenses make adjustments for the most part. Um, and, and you see those adjustments. The, the thing that we, I think, as, as Steeler fans and Steeler Nation have an issue with is after you're called up, can the offensive coordinator create something more for you? And that's where our segment one we spoke about, well, you specifically spoke about Matt Canada's lack of. And I think that's where a lot of people are at when you come to judging this team as far as, uh, okay, they caught up with us. Now we're stagnant. Where are our adjustments? That's the issue right there when you look at this team for the most part, man. It's just no no cohesion on the other side. To put up 16 in the first and only three and no points in the fourth, that was a recipe right there to honestly lose you a game if we're just mm-hmm. being real. Luckily for you, you have a guy by the name they say um, uh, Minka. Yeah, you have him on your side. You have Cam on your side. You have TJ on your side. The defense is 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 really carrying the load when it comes down to closing out games because the offense can't seem to get that going. Um, the play sheet, whether it's too small or whether you just say we don't have enough, and you know that's a lie too because we do have enough. Um, I, I really do look at this situation now. Now we're in December ball, and conversation will begin to be had about what's the future of this team. And I, I think we're looking at a guy that was probably a little bit too much in over his head when, as far as trying to um, walk into the NFL and being the offensive coordinator, if we're just going to be completely honest about no, that. I, I, think, I think that's fair. When I see this offense in the second halves right now, first of all, we yeah. always have to be aware, John, of, of game situations too. Uh, the Steelers were controlling this. The Steelers had a had a lead they could afford to keep running, so they're going to. Uh, uh, run's not going to get you splash all that often. Uh, this team doesn't do a whole lot of splash. The pass to Pat Fryer with the 57-yard play was the biggest one of the year. <sighs> I know. I mean, I mean it was well, a nice end. play. I know, uh, but, yeah. but, but the, you say was, that, though, and I, I'm going to push back on you, though, too, man, as far as having the lead and pace of the game because – I saw a little bit of the Eagles game today, of course, and I saw them, you know, be up about 10 points and they end up winning by 25. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but the head coach, the, the, well, you, you won't know this, but the head coach here, uh, the, uh, Tomlin, of course, acknowledged afterward that he they really just wanted to run. And they were they were as just as concerned about Atlanta possessing the football. They wanted to make sure that the Steelers were killing their own clock. So, uh, I, you're uh, see. Here's the thing. You're right, but they are where they are, Moan. I, I mean, I know, but 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 to that point earlier in the first segment, who's going to make? Who's going to catch you, these passes? You, you take shots. You take shots with your playmaker, George. Right? Yeah. That's why I really want to go. Like you still take shots with that guy. And get them involved and at least say, look, I threw you the ball. You know, either draw the PI or catch it. Yep. Like that's that's where we're at. And if that's not being called consistently enough, then that's the issue when we all really break it down, man. I'm not gonna say he's in over his head, but somebody should have probably put him on training wheels a little bit more before he actually took over that play call and she as far as Matt Canada goes. Like that's the issue. Like once they adjust to you, fine. If Coach Tomlin said that was a case as far as running the ball, basically putting him in camp mode, I get that too. But that was too close to comfort. Yeah, he's not in over his head. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Look back here for a second. <laughs> you see this corner of the end zone down there, Moan? Can you, yeah, yeah. you see that? Okay. I see that. That coordinator who you think's not in over his head called a fade to Deontay. 
a fade to Deontay. You yeah. saw it. A yeah. fade <laughs> to his smallest receiver. You know, I, I I'll tell you who's getting a big Christmas gift this year, then. Probably Matt Canada from Deontay, then, if that's the case. God, he, what, what, what's he going to say after this, though? You got to get 11. You know, his, his response when he was asked about the fumble and the drop and whatever was just things happen. You move on. Really, dude? Really? Everyone's going to be getting on pickings. This is why I'm, I'm taking his side. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I just, I mean, it's just to me, it's, it's yeah. the, it's, it's the other guy. You know, it yeah. stinks. It stinks. And 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 by the way, with with uh, Kenny Pickett too, uh, I think it's fair to say I think we were both right on about what's the new expectations for quarterbacks in this league, especially a young guy. Kenny today, man, took care of and got the game won, and he was sixteen for twenty eight, one ninety seven, and one touchdown. And zero interceptions and zero sacks. So uh, the zero interceptions for the fourth consecutive game. He has now made 128 passes in a row without a pick. And, and whether you have one or not, that builds confidence of knowing where you got to go with the ball, how you go to it with the ball. And you know what? Not everything is a feast. Sometimes it's just a snack. And that's laying where bricks. you grow from. He's yep. laying bricks. That's that's what's happening here. All right, Moan, let's let's do another one. Yeah. <laughs> we got let's, a dub. Yeah. I got a flight. I got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. All right, Moan. Okay.